The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. Let me mute the thing. Mute the thing. That's some broad bristle. Where is it? I need a good Oh, I'll do. Right. Okay, Dougley. <clears throat> Shall we get this ting on? Hi there, and welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast, which is two friends with a lot to say, but no one to say it to. My name is Michael Hobley, and I'm here with Joe Barker. Joe, this is our first ever episode. Are you excited? I know. I know. So it's a shame that this is just an audio-only format because you unfortunately you can't see the big party that we've put on here. Um, we've got Calvin Harris. We've got yeah. um, there's a man on fire riding an elephant in the yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a shame that you're not. Elton here, John's really. just taken a nap, so he'll be back yeah exactly. Bit. He'll be he'll yeah. be back later. Um, it was all a lie. He Glastonbury wasn't going to be his last. It was actually okay. here, but <laughs> we wanted to keep it as a private affair. Yeah, we do need to feed him though at some point. <laughs> Elton John <laughs> saying it like he's a pet. <laughs> <laughs> We do need to feed Elton John soon. <laughs> we'll take him for a walk, yeah. it's all right. Elton right. John needs to go for walkies. <laughs> Who's a good Elton John? Who's a good... <laughs> and you a candle blowing in the wind? <laughs> Who's my little rocket man? <laughs> you my little rocket man? Okay. <clears throat> what a way to start our first ever episode. Oh, yes. But anyway, Joe, I haven't actually spoken to you for a while. Uh, no. On a holiday. So what's yes. new with you? Um, crack. Not much, to be honest. I've been watching a lot of shows and stuff. Obviously, the um new episode, new series, sorry, of Black Mirror come out, so I've been indulging in a bit of that. Have you um, watched them yet? I I'm, I've just got the last one to go. Oh, the last one's jokes. I I see a little bit of it. I see a little bit of it. So, have you seen them all, Mike? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, what was the best episode? Which one do you think was the best? Well, that's a tough one. Now, I think that, so. There was two that I didn't really think much of. The Macy Day one, I didn't really think much of. No. Um, it was okay. It, it yeah. wasn't up there with one of the better ones. And the first one, um, what's her name? Is horrible. Is awful. Oh, Joan is awful. Yeah, that was okay. It was kind See, of that interesting. Was, that was one of my favourites. Really. Yeah, I thought it was a nice little mix of comedy and sort of twistiness. I kind of did see that ending coming, though. What I liked about this whole series as a whole is is they're obviously taking the piss out of themselves, Netflix. Yeah. With, with their stream berry or wherever it's called. Yep. But what I liked about that, the only thing really I liked about that episode was its take on AI. Because obviously AI is such an, a big thing at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's their take on it and how even entertainment streaming services can take AI and it go horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, Because obviously their plan was that everyone was going to have their own I Am Awful TV series. Yeah, exactly. And they could just put... Well, you've got the AI aspect, but you've also got like the um, situation with like Bruce Willis and uh, sort of Mark Hamill and even um, James Dean now. Where there's the potential of them using deep fake, yeah, to bring them people back into movies, is a bit concerning because you you could have anyone in it. Like I say, I brought up James Dean because it was there was a story not that long ago that that James Dean's family basically gave their blessings to say, yeah, look, you've got enough of his likeness, you've got the deep fake technology and also the AI technology for like the voices and stuff. Yeah, just crack on. Just well, yeah, put. I was put actually in a new movie. I was actually listening to um another podcast, the Diary of CEO, which I'm sure mm. everyone has heard of. He did an interview with Mo Galdat, who is an expert on AI, right. and they were exploring the idea of singers doing the same thing, where AI can get so clever that it can replicate people's singing voices, as well as having like the holograms and stuff. And when will be the point where? Like, for example, they use Drake as the example. When will Drake, the actual real life Drake, become redundant? Because we have this hologram that can create music as often yeah, as possible and exactly, still be as good as the original. The, yeah, the thing is, one one of the main things 
used to be that the difference between a computer and humans is that computers could make art. But yeah. now with a lot of this AI technology, that could do it for us as well. Yes, yeah, mad. So you sorry, you were talking about um uh, Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. So yeah, yes. I didn't I didn't quite like that that episode was okay. It wasn't it wasn't bad, it was entertaining, it was quite interesting mm. and the idea that you had. I'm toying up between the other three being my favorite because one of them just dark and had a really good twist. The one with the guy from Breaking Bad, what his name is Aaron Paul. Uh, yeah. That one I yeah. thought the acting was very, very good. The idea mm. was was really good. It was kind of you, predictable. Yeah, Aaron Paul did do a good job though. I mean it always shows a, an actor's sort of range when they play the same, uh, so, yeah. uh, sorry, two different people at the same time. Yeah. And you could really tell from like his mannerisms and the way that he spoke that you, mm. you could kind of, you didn't need any context to tell you who who was who in that yeah. particular situation. Yeah. And yeah, that's a bit of a testament to his quality. Yeah. Um, and the one you haven't seen, the episode you haven't seen, I thought it was very entertaining in terms of the story. It wasn't one of the better ones, but the, the, the episode as itself was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's a bit of a strange one. Have you noticed this season, without giving away too many spoilers, they've kind of leaned more into supernatural rather than oh yeah technological. Yeah, yeah a lot of them have been very te- te- uh, technology-based, haven't they? Yeah, so this might be the new route that they're taking it down. I suppose there's only so much you can do. Yeah, with technology, so now they're kind of trying to broaden their horizons a little bit and get a little bit more. But yeah, apart from that, I've been rewatching Futurama as well, oh, nice. um, because they've announced on Hulu that there's going to be a new season on well Disney Plus for oh, really? those of you that are in England. Literally, when I was younger, Futurama just used to be what was on before the Simpsons come on. So you had yeah. to watch Futurama before while you were waiting for the Simpsons to start. Yeah. But do you know what? I've been I've been going back and I've been watching the ones that I've been watching actually first are, are the movies. Um they had they, movies. They they did, yeah. They were like kind of straight to DVD movies. Right. Um, but in season six, they separated them out into four parters. So there's like three four parter episodes. Right. Um, and I've been watching them back. And do you know what? It, they stand up. They've they've got some really good humor in in those, and I think oh yeah, they kind of push the boundaries a little bit more than the likes of the Simpsons. Yeah, I never really watched Futurama all that. I, like like you, I called it if it was on, and I was waiting for something else mm. to come on. Um, yeah, but I never really watched it religiously. What is it? Give give it a go. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. What's it on? Is it on? You said it's on uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. All right, because they own Fox now. They yeah, have really? everything. Oh yeah. Because yeah, they're buying the world. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing apart from being on holiday? Well, yes, yeah, so I went on holiday. That was the thing. Much needed break. Absolutely. On it nice, eh? It, yeah. But since coming back from holiday, obviously I've been catching up with work and whatnot. Um the the weekend just gone. So f- for our listeners, we record on a Monday and our episodes goes out on a Wednesday. Mm. So the weekend just gone. Um I had my cousin's wedding reception, which I went to and I have to I have to sort of explain what they did for their wedding because it's so unique and it's it's so them but it was just love it's such a lovely idea mm. they had I think it was on the Tuesday they had their official getting married sign the papers registry office type thing and it was literally yeah. just them and I don't think I think it was just them and their um witnesses and that was it the day after they went glamping with their immediate family close friends and that kind of thing it was I think it was like 15 of them in all told including the children um they went glamping they had a little ceremony with all those people with little picnic baskets and just flowers galore and it was, it was i've seen the video since since then it's, it's, it was, mm. looked like a lovely lovely day oh, nice. and then on on the saturday they had their reception with obviously everyone involved and it was held at my uncle's rugby club and it was just really really good laugh and my cousin made the cake and the cake was fucking delicious and i mm. wish i took some home because it, oh, it was so good so good. well you you can have some of this cake that I bought here, especially for the, the podcast launch. Oh, yeah, um, It's got every single flavour of cake that you could wish for, and it's the size of um, the White House. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Again, it's such a shame that this is just audio only. Yeah. Because uh, it's quite the spectacle. 
um so yeah i, I had i had the wedding reception on uh, saturday which was lovely and then on sunday mm. yesterday um i helped out my gym which is snap fitness uh with a charity event and it was all to raise money for bernardo's i think we raised about 150 quid on the day oh, which nice. was quite nice but it was yeah. it was a beat the goalie so for those of you who don't know i used to play in goal and i was got put in goal kids were taking shots at me i let a lot in i let a lot in yeah <laughs> i could imagine you sort of I, I would have thought you would have taken it really seriously. And like, you got these poor kids, like five, six years old, can't kick a ball properly. And you're just diving off the line, running in at their feet, <laughs> like, completely clearing them out. <laughs> you suck. I did actually say beforehand, I was like, am I supposed to let them in or what? And they were like, well, to be fair, like if you don't let them in, they're learning a lesson, aren't they? You don't always win. <laughs> I was like, okay, but you, you can deal with the parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids just cry. You like grow up. You want to be a real footballer? <laughs> this is your chance. Messi don't cry. Oh, actually, he does. <laughs> yeah. So I did that. that. That was a good evening. I caught the sun and burnt my face because lovely. It was overcast, and I didn't think I'd need sun cream. But hey, I, <laughs> oh, I don't. I love that when when you've burnt and you've got an aloe vera bottle in your mm. in the fridge. In the fridge. In the fridge it, yeah. oh, I love it. Oh man. Yeah, it's, it's... There's nothing. I might go do it now, even though I'm not burnt. <laughs> just because it feels nice. <laughs> just for the thrill. <laughs> so if you do it on your belly, it's like oh. And oh, I don't know. I've oh, never nice. done it on my belly. Not, oh, yeah. I mean, when I came over yours a few weekends back, and I burnt, I was burnt like to a crisp all over, mm. including my belly. And yeah, it's just days and days of just slavering it on my belly. I was like, oh, it's cold, but it's nice. <laughs> I just got a horrible image of you just like lathering yourself up like a greasy chicken <laughs> and like sliding up the hallway. Not, not a greasy chicken. I'd, li- I'd like to think like a uh, like a Mr. Universe man. Nah, a greasy chicken. <laughs> <laughs> greasy Universe chicken man. There you go. What about that? Don't, don't forget the hairy. The hairy, hairy greasy, greasy chicken. chicken. <laughs> God, it's just getting worse and worse, isn't it? <laughs> Mike's Tinder profile. Hi, I'm a big, hairy, chicken, greasy, Mr. Universe, chicken man. (laughs) And you want some of this? And I love, like, (laughs) I don't know. Where are we going with this? I don't know. We've gone right off track. What are we talking about? Futurama. (laughs) So what else did you get up to? So you've done your football, goalkeeping, saving weekend, ruining young children's weekends yeah yeah exactly that yeah so that that was very pleasant for me um mm. but to look forward to and before the next podcast is on wednesday so when this podcast comes out mm. um i'm gonna go see kiss at the o2 which i'm very very excited for because mm. it's their it's their farewell last tour thing um i i did see your text over dinner um i think it was either last night or the night before saying that you were going to go to kiss which was something along the lines of uh well there's potentially some tickets going to go see kiss and i read that aloud and then went you're texting mike and yeah i was like who else will be talking about going to see kiss in concert (laughs) this guy (laughs) this guy this guy (laughs) gene simmons biggest fan he's actually just uh he's popping over in a minute for this uh, for this party, he, he heard that oh, gonna, he? I'm going to be down on Wednesday. He thought, oh, you know what? I'll come down. You'll come he, to my show. I'll come to your again. show again. I know. Always. We even he's, he's such a we rock even star. said to him, yeah. <laughs> and we got that hyper-sized limousine for him as well. Yeah, the world's longest limousine to make sure he was here on time. Yeah, and we got oh, a park- he's, tur- he's turning up now. They said the the back of it will be here in half an hour. <laughs> Let's, well, we need to cut down to we need to cut to our first advert, which is um, Super Stretch Limousines advert. And welcome back. So, my the first um, news article that I have found is the AI trained to recognise waste recycling. Now, that sounds kind of boring as it is, but the reason why I brought this up because there's a few things with AI going on recently that I really want to talk about. A lot of the article was about climate change and the amount of rubbish that actually doesn't get recycled and it is actually quite frightening just how much isn't recycled that should be recycled and just how much products say they can be recycled when they can't or it has been recycled from other things when it hasn't and it, it's 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 really bad when you think about it mm. but the ai itself the way the ai works is it it 
the way it's been learning is it sees a bit of rubbish. If it picks it up um, and it's correct, the people that have been training this AI will tell it, this is correct, go on. And then it will just learn. And they've got thousands and thousands of these machines that learn every time it gets it correct. And it just... They've basically invented Wally. Yes. The little rubbish yeah. robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's yeah. the best way you can put it. Well done, Joe. That's my Thank article. You. They've invented Wally. They've invented Wally. Yeah. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Written and delivered by a Wally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't well, really explain it very well, did I? <laughs> it's, no, no, I think you did. Well, you explained it well enough for me to get to the conclusion of it being Wally. Yeah, but it's, but... it's smart enough now that it will recognise a broken can to a can. So that's how they started off with with a with a can as it is normal, just off the shelf kind of thing. Mm. And then now it recognizes, oh, this is a Coke can that's been squashed. That needs to be recycled. What if it's a can of something that's gone well out of date? What then? It's still got product in it. Yeah, because they've learned that as well. It's learned that if it's got material that can't be recycled, it can't be recycled. That's mad. So if it's if it's like a, a food container that has food residue still in it, it will say. That can't be recycled. That needs to be cleaned or whatever. So will it like take the can out of the fridge, open it up, pour it down the drain? Oh and no, no, this isn't this to get in the bin. This isn't a home product. This is like a a landfill waste, big like unit type thing. No, oh, that's boring. So I can't have one in my house. I mean, who knows? In five years, I was going to get years. it to mate with a Vrumba and then just make some mad hybrid. <laughs> I don't think that's that's how technology works, Joe. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's the bird it, in the beast. It, it does here at this party. <laughs> we brought Alan Turing back from the dead. He's over in the corner working it all out. Damn it, <laughs> we should have filmed this, Mike. There's so much going on. It's There's I can't so concentrate. much going on. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Joe. <laughs> but so what I wanted to talk about with the AI. Obviously, this is pretty cool, and I think it will help considerably with the fight against the tonnage of waste that humanity makes. But there's other things with AI going on recently. There's something that I saw in the news, I think it was last week, that's quite dark, and something I hadn't really considered with all of the new AI, so like ChatGPTs, the image processing stuff. That I don't know, if you, have you seen the new Photoshop thing that has come out, where you take an uh- image? And then you put a square around it and say, render the rest of the image. And oh, it'll, mad. Or make it up. And from, it finishes yeah. it up for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, or, or, you, or you can take your same image and do a little bit inside your image and say, change that to a tree. This little bit here, mm. change that to a tree. And it will render a tree in that spot. Yeah. Um, I, I, the only ones I've seen was I, I was trying to make a new like profile picture for my PlayStation. Mm. And one it, uh, I just Googled Deadpool fight in Kratos mm-hmm. and it didn't really work very well for me. But it looks it sounds like some people have taken it a bit further than that. So the other thing about AI that I want to talk about, Joe. Yes. Is uh recently Arnold Schwarzenegger, who uh is is quite in the limelight at the moment because of his new show Fubar. Yeah. Um, it actually looks quite good that Fubar. Does it? I'm... Yeah, I see the trailer for it the other day, it looked quite funny. Yeah, doing time with puppets. Anywho, go on, you were saying. <laughs> um, so he he recently was talking about um, AI and specifically about how the Terminator kind of predicted the AI that we are starting to see today. Mm. Um, and he, I mean, he was kind of he was kind of clutching the straws. But what he, one yeah. line he did say was like, "Okay, that's fair." He said. We talk about machines becoming self-aware and they take over. Now, mm. over the course of the decade since the first Terminator came out, it has become reality. It's not any more fantasy or futuristic. It's here today, which he's not wrong about. There are yeah, AI but there's, there that are becoming self-aware. They're not necessarily going to take over. There's a lot of parallels you can, you can draw. I mean, we just drew a parallel between the AI recycling robot and Wally. Is that to say that Disney Pixar predicted the future? Maybe they did. Maybe they own they everything, Joe. Perhaps. It's the you, thing that we've you like. Know, you know what they don't own? What do they not own? Don't own a cake White House. That's very true. Mm. Or Elton John. <laughs> oh, we own Elton John now, do we? 
Uh, no, we're just borrowing him. We're just borrowing him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he was our pet, wasn't he? That was it. Yeah, exactly. He's he's just into. He's he, he's he's laid. Out, he's just curled up on my lap at the moment. He, he's not property. He's a part of the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've adopted him. <laughs> our little Elton. <laughs> and on that note, let's cut to the ad break of celebritiestopets.com. <laughs> and welcome back. Oh, anyway, Joe, what's your first news article? Oh, am I up? Hold on. Up. Right. I've got a bit of entertainment news. Well, go on. Comic Con is coming up, San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks back, Marvel announced that they're not doing anything in Hall H this year. And now James Gunn has also come out and said he will not be at Comic-Con and neither will the rest of the DC. Um, So this is just obviously, this is only for like the movies. Obviously Marvel Comics will be there and so will DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the MCU and But they won't, it doesn't look like they're going to be doing many announcements or anything, which kind of makes sense to an extent because um, there was a little bit of a reshuffle at Marvel Bob Iger, who was the previous president of of sort of Disney Marvel, mm. he's come back now, and has basically said that it, it kind of got spread a little bit thin with the TV shows and things like that. Yeah, um, which is true, which is definitely true. I yeah. think he makes a good point. And sort of long story short, Kevin Feige wasn't involved with the TV shows. He kind of was just sticking to the movies. That's why. So the, the guy who was the president at the time, Bob, something else, can't figure his surname. Um, he wanted to make all the money off of it <laughs> that he possibly could. So that's um, why this whole new phase is a little bit saturated in comparison. Yeah, to because right. yeah, because Kevin Feige said, no, 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 you're not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. You're not wearing anything thin. And he was like, okay, you've got a say in the movies, but you actually haven't got any say on what I do as a TV series. So that's where that sort of come in. And now that Bob Iger's back, he and Kevin Feige have have bumped heads again and and sort of said, no, we need to slow down. So I think the announcements are going to come a bit slower now. Um, Obviously, you've got that and everything's up in the air a little bit with DC because obviously um, James Gunn's just taken over. And so they're kind of going through the stages of basically rebuilding the DCEU from the ground up. Yeah. And then just to top it all off, Mike, we've got a writer's strike at the moment. I don't know if you've heard about this. No, I haven't actually. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of, of TV series, movies. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff that's, that's being pushed back at the moment because basically no one pays the writers properly. <laughs> so I think this is fair enough. I think at the end of the day, without a good script, you could have the best Hollywood actors in in it. You could have the best directors. You could have you could throw all the money in the world at it. But if you've got a piss fin script, mm. it's gonna be a shit film. So yeah, I I completely agree, and I think a lot of people do agree with the whole situation that's going on at the moment with the writer's strike. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the ass because everything gets pushed back. But hey, at least they can actually make a living. Off of um, things that DC and Universal yeah. and, and you're making millions and billions off of, yeah. Like, and ultimately, yeah, they're going to be seeing their their royalties, their just desserts from their hard work of writing a great script. Mm. You know, yeah, um, exactly. Which you would have thought would just be standard. Yeah, you, know, you had to get paid so much because they're doing a great performance. The writer should yeah. get paid just as much for writing for what they've done. Yeah, what they've brought to the, the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, so that's there's there's a lot that's going on at the moment. I think that's why. Now I'm, I was kind of guessing in a way, but I think that's probably why these companies have decided not to come because it's not just Marvel; it's it's actually Disney as a whole. Oh, so okay. there will be no new announcements for the likes of Star Wars. Um, or any of the other thousands of companies that, that Disney have taken that over. Disney yeah. now own. Yeah. <laughs> um, long live Emperor Mickey. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's yeah, it's a little bit up in the air, and I think there's one film at the moment that's not been pushed back, but has actually been brought forward since the writer strikes. Oh yeah, Deadpool three. No. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like Ryan Reynolds would ensure that everyone working on that project gets paid their fair share. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's, I, he's... I definitely think so. I definitely think so. And I think I don't know who's writing it either. Although I just could I... be like writing director. I've literally like just that. seen a headline um saying that after Deadpool 3, Marvel wraps up Captain America four hours before planned strike. So oh, maybe, really? Yeah. So they just but, made it. Yeah. But then again, they have already announced Captain America 4, so maybe they don't need to do that again at Comic-Con or they don't need to do anything at Comic-Con in that regard. Yeah, maybe. But the, they normally sort of release a trailer or like mm. a teaser or something like that for things that they've already announced. I mean, this might be a wrap-up of like filming rather than they might oh, just yeah. start in the ed- editing process. Yeah, well. yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, this is the thing because there's a lot of things that that have been delayed which were filmed quite a way quite a long time ago right um a long time before the right strike but um there's actually quite a lot that goes into it even at the editing stage with like um re-recording lines that they'll put in in post oh that's true yeah they um, and things like that so yeah. it's it's not just the writers turn up and go right is the script i'm off to la they're there for the basically the whole process even on the the days of the shoots because they might listen back to something and go actually no we're gonna we're gonna tweak that yeah um or do something here um which was which surprised me because i thought obviously deadpool it, there is a lot of on the day rewrites yeah i don't know if that mainly comes from um ryan reynolds though because i know that he likes to sort of go off script quite a lot mm-hmm so it might just be him and that's why how they've sort of gotten around it. But I think you're probably right. I think it's probably more likely that Ryan Reynolds made sure that everyone's treated properly yeah. over the whole course of filming. Yeah. Do you know what um what filming company are doing, Deadpool? Um <laughs> Disney. Is it actually? Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, because they bought Fox. Oh. Well that's gonna be crap, isn't it? To be fair, I'm I'm actually quite glad that that Disney have got the rights to Deadpool now because they'll put in the right amount of money that it needs, and they will give Ryan Reynolds free reign as yeah. well because they know that that's the the perfect. My, my worry copy. is if if they allow Ryan Reynolds to do what he wants, fair enough. Mm. But my worry is if they give the money and the budget, it will just take away from the charm that what the Deadpool films are. Yeah, you know I mean? uh, yeah, I get it, but I mean, in terms of like the fact that we're going to get Wolverine in the new film, and there's been uh, I didn't really want to bring this up as as a news article because it's only really whispers at the moment, but okay. there are talks that they're kind of going to do a Deadpool, uh, Deadpool kills the X Men kind <laughs> of scenario because right. there was a massive comic book line in Deadpool where it was Deadpool kills the uh, the Marvel universe. Um, but it looks like they're going to do that, but with the X-Men, because there's talks of like some original X-Men actors coming back. Obviously, yeah. you've already got Wolverine. And yeah, he's going to kill off all like the likes of the original Cyclops, um, the original... Um, Patrick Stewart, do you reckon he's going to be back? Yeah, but potentially Patrick Stewart, potentially uh, Kelsey Grammer coming back as the Beast. Um, mm. So it could be like a way of them tying in the original X-Men films but also re- re- resetting it. I think what Disney do that's different in terms of um, giving the fans what they want, they kind of plant the seeds. So it seems like, especially lately with like the newer films, they kind of throw it all at the wall and see what sticks and see what gets fans excited. Right. Like in post-credit scenes and such like they'll obviously keep an eye on Twitter or whatever and go, oh my god, yeah, like everyone's this... excited for this particular bad guy in this particular ending, or you know, this particular post-credit scene. Maybe we should go down that route. Yeah, but this is what I don't particularly like about that is they're then just going with whatever the consensus are talking about, and then just trying to get the money from that because that's what mm. everyone's talking about. They're not yeah. going with what actually the story is telling us the way it should go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. They're they're just teeing up ideas for people to say, "Oh, this would be cool," and then I'm like, "Okay, we'll do that because that would be cool." Apparently, mm. it's not like, "Oh, we have this idea of a story. Let's let's work this out and 
figure out what films are going to do what and this is this is where we were going to start this is where we're going to end let's figure out the middle bits yeah you know what i mean yeah definitely i suppose it's quite tough but so, like take the whole I, i've got the, no the whole doubt new that... phase of marvel they they've done exactly the same thing as what you were just saying they've, they've thrown out a few ideas mm. to see which one sticks and which people which people are going to talk about more and all that kind of stuff yeah and now it looks like the kane the conqueror is going to be their big baddie guy because yeah. that, that was obviously what people were talking about and whatnot. That's f- fine if you want to do that, but then watching all of the films and having all of that potential, you're kind of just like, well, what the f- what's the point in this if this is how you're going to take it? Or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. But then again, I think they're... So I think they do have a an idea of where they're going with it, but they definitely do put some point is in like things like um with the tv shows Mm -hmm. i could probably imagine that they will bring in moon knight now into the avengers films i don't know how yeah did you you not like moon knight no i did but i don't get how it's going to fit in with everything same with the eternals didn't really like the eternals but but i don't know how that's going to fit in with everything no i just fucked that off that was shit well, that's what I'm saying. So like, they're doing all these <laughs> things, and it's just pointless because if they're if they're well, not going to follow it through, or if they if it doesn't fit in very well, because it, they, it, that could have potentially gone down a different route. Yeah, it looks you know like I mean? there's going to be lots of different types of Avengers now. They're kind of I know that way back when after the end of the um, whole saga with Thanos, they kind of said that we're going to branch off here now, and you're going to have like the galactic kind of Avengers who are going to be going all around the world and fighting aliens and such. But then you're still going to have the homegrown kind yeah. of down-to-earth Avengers, the likes of Spider-Man, the likes of, like the more human characters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Um, and then obviously they're geeing up the young Avengers as well. So like um, Kate Bishop. Um, yeah, but then I feel like that's just too much going on. At this point now, yeah, have faith, Michael. I think they'll. <laughs> I don't I'll, know. I reckon they're not instilling me with confidence. I must yeah, say. have faith in our Lord Almighty Kevin Feige, and that teases us up for the advert for the Church of Kevin Feige. Right, so we're moving on to sport now. Going forward, we're going to try and be as inclusive as possible and get a lot of sport in. Um, but at the moment, there's not really much going on. Um, so this is going to be mainly about football and and mainly the sort of transfers that are going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, Mike, well, you said there was something about cricket yeah, um, yeah. that happened. The only thing I really... I sort of tr- was trying to look at the other sports and see what's going on. Um, you're more into Formula 1, so I was kind of relying on you for Formula 1. Um, they're boring. <laughs> yeah, you, you were saying that Max Verstappen yeah. was just... He's just running away with it this season, yeah. yeah. Um, but with the cricket, something happened the other day with, between England and Australia cricket cricket teams. Um, mm. Caveat: do not know anything about cricket, so I'm going to explain this horribly. But from what I understand, the England batsman was walking out of the box and didn't have his bat down on the ground. He didn't ground his bat. I think it was the term that they used. So the Australian guy who had the ball threw it at the wicket and knocked the thing off. And then that guy got out, and that was a big controversy. Um, of whether he should have been out or not. Yeah, because of this, because of this player rounding the back ceased or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, um, I'm, I've got in a bit of trouble over cricket. Like you say, I, I'm not really a massive cricket fan either. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know kind of the rules to an extent, but never really got into it. Um, but I've got a tattoo on my arm. Um, mm-hmm. This like a tribute to my granddad, who we kind of sort of bonded over sport really right and he loved his cricket so as part of my sort of collage of different sports i've got a set of wickets a cricket bat and a cricket hat resting on top which is like a symbol of retirement that they do at the the grounds yeah yeah. um and i was working in someone's apartment and i had my hands up my my sleeve kind of fell down my arm and it just so happened this guy was like a massive cricket fan (laughs) And for about 20 minutes, half an hour, he was trying to talk to me like about cricket. And I just didn't have the bollocks to turn around and say to him, actually, I've got a tattoo of cricket bat. 
<laughs> but I have not got a clue about I haven't cricket. got a clue, mate. <laughs> so I'm just going, hmm, yeah, yeah, hmm. Yeah, and, fr- yeah. Flint off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashes. Yeah. <laughs> 2020. I, I reckon about two minutes in, he knew you didn't know much about cricket and was just having yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to wind this gazer up now. <laughs> but what was, what's worse is even more prominent as part of my tattoo, I've got an old pair of football boots and an old sort of leather football. Yeah. And he didn't once bring up about football, which I could have generally spoken to him about. But yeah, ours. <laughs> but this is the thing. People who like cricket and like rugby, from my experience, don't like football. No, no. Um, I, yeah, he, he kind of... I remember I got I used to get quite. A, I used to get a lot of shit from when I used to play rugby because I never watched rugby. I just so happened to be quite good at rugby. Right. So, um, yeah, I used to watch football, and I'd go into the changing room or or out onto the pitch, and everyone's talking about the latest games and things like. That. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you who's in the rugby Premier League, like. Yeah. <laughs> if even if that's what it's called, <laughs> I know Harlequins and Wasps. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably my extent as well. Yeah. And and England with the Six Nations. Yeah, literally the only player yeah. I know at the moment is Joe Mara, and that's because I listen to his podcast. Yeah, and he does still play, I think. <laughs> I, thought, I think so, from time yeah. to time. <laughs> um, but no, I've got I've got a lot of respect for... I, I, I really want to get into rugby because I've got a lot of respect for the players and through playing it very briefly at school, I know it's a very difficult game to play. Mm. So I really want to try and get into it. And my uncle at my at my cousin's wedding was saying that the next time he goes down to Twickenham to see the England England team play, he'll bring mm. me along and he'll he'll try and teach me bits. Nice. Which, it is always a good day out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we went to one during school, didn't we? Ladies um, rugby, and that that was really good. Really yeah. Good day out. And um, they're they're just they're hardcore, mate. The women. Yeah. They don't muck about. They're yeah, they're no. they're worse than the men, I think. Really? Yeah, they're proper. <laughs> they're rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, I used to love it because you used to get the, the difference between playing football. I mean, I wasn't as good at football as I was at rugby, so that's probably one reason why I prefer playing rugby. Right. But also, you kind of used to get an adrenaline rush from rugby that you never got from football. Well, you're, and, getting, you're getting hit more, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. And there's that just kind the worst of... you get is a brush, and even then you feel like you're you're supposed to make it out like you've been shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to roll around. It's it's more acting than football, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that they, they instead of giving them the Ballon d'Or, I think they should just roll it into the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, category for best sporting performance in the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neymar would walk away with it every year. Yeah. So, Mike, let's talk about some of these um, these latest yeah. transfers. Well, well, first of all, what I'll do is I'll go through the ones that are actually signed till delivered at mm-hmm. a new club, just with the Premier League, because that's yep. what we're interested in. For the listeners, new listeners, obviously it's our first episode. That's I, why we've got this big party going on. Yeah, it's raging in the background, Joe. I can see yeah. you. Yeah, it looks incredible. Oh, is, is that it is. is that Lionel Richie up here? Yeah, Lionel's here. Give it to me, Lionel. <laughs> Um, oh, what a legend! He's doing a shot off of uh, of Rita Ora's belly. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And Fergie's having a fight with um, Iggy Pop, Dua Lipa, Iggy Pop. Oh man, he looks Iggy similar. Pop. <laughs> Where did you pull Iggy Pop from? I don't know. I mean, he is here. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. So to let the, the listeners know, I'm a West Ham fan. Joe is a Chelsea fan. So we'll, we we will try not to centre all of the football chat around West Ham and Chelsea, but a lot of it will be, unfortunately, mm. just by proxy. So quickly run through the, the the deals done so far. So Arsenal have signed Kai Havertz from Chelsea for 65 million. Nah. Aston Villa have signed Yuri Talamans from Leicester on a free. Bournemouth have signed... Oh, sorry, I should add a caveat in. A lot of these names I'm going to absolutely butcher. So... Just bear with me. Bournemouth have signed Hamed Traore for twenty million, um, and they've also signed Justin Clavert, Cluivert, from Roma for an undisclosed fee. Moving on, Brentford has signed big name Joe Romeo Beckham from Inter Milan into Miami. Romeo Beckham. Brighton have signed Mamad. 
fuck's sake ma mood my mood ha my mood my mood oh, fuck's sake dar howd my mood dar howd from Brishia Dortmund for an undisclosed fee and Jao Pedro from Watford for an undisclosed fee. You know what? But, he is a brilliant little player, that Jao Pedro. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be Paco. He's a young Brazilian lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnley have signed Jordan Bayer from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. I can pronounce that. They've <clears> also signed, that, that was for an undisclosed fee. Uh, they've also signed Michael Obafemi from Swansea for an undisclosed fee. Dara mm-hmm. O'Shea from West Brom for an undisclosed fee. Um and Lawrence Vigaru from Leighton Orient for free. Chelsea. Mm. Now a lot of players have come out of Chelsea, which we'll go yep. we'll get into in a bit, but you've also signed a few players. You signed Kendry Payez um mm-hmm. from Independent Al Independial in Independiente. Independiente. Del Valley. Independiente. Del Valley. And yeah. Independent Del Valley. There you go. We'll, we'll leave it at that. For 17.27 million. Mm-hmm. Christopher. Christopher? Christopher. Fucking hell, Joe. This is not good. <laughs> Maybe we should have taken turns. No, it's like, we'll, we'll persevere. This is a learning curve okay. for next week. <laughs> Christopher and. And Kunku. And Kunku, yeah. Yeah. Christopher and Kunku from RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. Um, for 52 million, Nicholas mm-hmm. Jackson from Villarreal, um, for 30.1 million, Diego Moria from Benfica. Sounds about right, but undisclosed. <laughs> Crystal Palace have signed Jefferson Lerma from Bournemouth for a free. Yep. Liverpool have signed Alexis McAllister from Brighton for 35 million. Um, and, and Dominic, oh, fuck's sake, there's a, there's a video of him pronouncing this correctly as part of his signing on promo. I should have watched it before going here, but no more Shosbole. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, it's Sh- uh Shobosli. Yeah. That actually I think that actually is it. Shobosli. Yeah. 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 From Arby's Lightstead for 60 million. Luton Town have signed Chedozi Ogbeni from Rotherham for free. And mm-hmm. Mads Anderson from Barnsley on it for an undisclosed fee. Mm-hmm. Manchester City have signed Spike Brits from AFC Wimbledon. Spike Brits sounds like a porn star. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Or a UFC fighter. <laughs> Spike Brits. Or like a really bad villain. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bond. You have found me, Spike Brits. <laughs> it was me all along, Spike Brits. It was me, Spike Brits. <laughs> Um, they've also signed Matteo Kovacic from Chelsea for £30 million. They have a diddy, and I'm gutted. <laughs> Newcastle have signed um, Yankuba Minte, Minte mm-hmm. um, from Udinese for an undisclosed fee. Uh, and they've also recently, today, announced that they've signed um, Sandro Tonioli from AC Milan for £55 million, which, again, is a bargain for yeah. an incredible player. Yeah, if you definitely. Consider, if you consider think... Rice is moving for 105, and I think they're yeah. on equal talent. 100. percent 55 is a bargain. Mate, Newcastle are going to be a trouble yeah. next season. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be. They've difficult. started off well, haven't they? With yeah, the, with the transfers. Um, yeah. Coming near the end now. Nottingham Forest have signed Manny Norquet from Manchester United for free, and Chris mm-hmm. Wood from Newcastle up an undisclosed fee. Tottenham have signed. Oh, for God's sake, Dejan Kluverzeski. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's about that's, it. That's about it, right? Um, from Juventus for this 20... is going to need a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Juventus, so they signed him from Juventus for twenty five point six million. James Madison from Leicester for forty million, which you're yeah. gutted about, right? Yeah. And Gugulimo, Gugulimo, Vicario from Empoli, um, for seventeen point two million. And then lastly, Wolves have signed Bubaka Traore from Mets for £9.5 million. Some big buys. So, some some really interesting movements there. Like um, mm. Telemans is an interesting one. Hi, Kai Havertz is an interesting one. Yeah. 
Um, that, that is Telemann's going to to it's Aston Villa he's gone to, right? Yes. He could have walked into the top clubs in the Premier League, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. So for him to go to, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do like players going to these, going to places like Aston Villa to be a big fish in a small sea, mm-hmm. and it also sort of makes it a little bit more interesting rather than just like Man City and everything and just having, yeah. having all the best players in the league. Yeah. So I'm here for it, but mm-hmm. also guided that he didn't join Chelsea. Yeah. And considering that, you know, one of your fan favourites have left on the way out, which again, yeah, we'll talk Kovacic, about. Yeah, Mount is potentially on his way out. So we're going to be missing a lot in that yeah. central position. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, it needed to be done. Yeah, you, need to, you needed to have a clear out. Yeah. It concerns me because now we're not going to get the bounce back that I think we were going to get. Well, now, since we're talking about it, let me go through the Chelsea out list. Yeah. So, obviously, Kai Havertz has gone. Kovacic has mm-hmm. gone. Edward Mendy has gone to the Saudi League. Kuda Bali yeah. has gone to the Saudi League. Not um, disappointed with that one. Nathan Baxter's gone. N'Galo Kante's gone. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like you've got a whole bunch of youth players that have been released that were probably on loan for 10 years. Bakioko have gone. Ruben Lost Cheek's gone to AC Milan. Yeah, that was a hard one because I, I see a nice message that he put up on Twitter um, basically thanking all the fans because he's played for Chelsea since he was eight. Yeah, the thing is, he just hasn't had the game time, has he, at Chelsea? Not really, no. He was, it's a shame because he was a really good kind of second team player for Chelsea. Yeah. He does need to go out there and yeah. make a name for himself. Yeah, he, he had a great spell at um, Palace, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, oh. and at Fulham, he's done well at Fulham. Obviously, what? while while we we're on the subject of mm-hmm. the best team in the league, um, are you in Europe, I don't think you are, mate. <laughs> uh, we there was some news that come out today, um, about um Hakim Ziyech. Mm-hmm. He has fouled his medical and is staying at Chelsea for the meantime. Was that his medical for Al? Um, Etifek, Etifek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was the same team that uh, Ronaldo's gone yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is crazy for me because I've never known anyone to foul a, a medical. Well, he's done it a I couple thought... times, hasn't he? No, so the first time was with PSV, uh, PS, PSV, PSG, uh, but that was Chelsea's fault because right. apparently it, they... PSG tried to come in at last, last minute. Um, but Chelsea filed the wrong form, so couldn't complete the transfer before the end of the window. Right. Um, so that fell through. But yeah, no, this is the first time that I've known anyone to foul a medical and be sent back to their team. But apparently he's got a knee injury that they weren't made aware of. And so now I don't know if it's going to go to like a renegotiation for the price, for yeah. the price, yeah. um, because of that, or if they're just going to say, "No, we're not interested no more." Yeah. Well, while we're talking about the Saudi League, um, another bit of news that's come out looks like Steven Gerrard is going to take over that team as manager. Um, yeah. So there was talks about it, and he said um, something along the lines of, "A a a a." All right. <laughs> all right, he went all right, like you know. Um, and then no, it, it sounded like at first that he wasn't really interested, didn't fancy the move there, but yeah, it turns out that maybe that was a bit of a bluff. Um, well, it, it, a lot of pundits are coming out saying that if he if he is taking the job, that his reputation has just gone straight down the bin. I think so. It's, it's a shame. Look, they're, they're piling a lot of money into the Saudi league, yeah. But it's not. Uh, it's definitely not going to take off in the UK. No, because we've got too much love for our teams. I think. I think the, the, the biggest selling point, or the biggest reason why it won't do as well as at least European football, is the fact that yeah. it's not going to be in the Champions League. Yeah, that's obviously huge. they're not in Europe. That is the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, even as you were saying with the English people, they have their English team from their local. Yeah, you don't get a lot of English people supporting teams abroad. It, the but, furthest abroad will go is like have a Scottish team, perhaps. But they are interested in other teams in Europe. 
yeah, namely yeah. the Champions League. Yeah, Barcelona, um, the, the yeah. Real Madrid's, and yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to take off quite as well as they expect it to. No. Um, so yeah, from our point of to them, that's brilliant because now they've got another name to add to their roster, yeah, and potentially bring eyes onto the Saudi League. But for me personally, I think yeah, it is a bit of a step down. Any kind of experience, isn't it? I mean, the, the new Tottenham manager, he's his main experience was all in Australian leagues, yeah, and, and I think Japan as well or China. Yeah, he played um, in yeah. He, he was at Melbourne Victory, then he went to a team in Japan and then to um, Celtic. Ultimately, if Gerard can do a good job, that's got to be some kind of goodness, you know? Mm. Um, any kind of experience is good experience, in my, in my yeah, point ex- of view. Yeah, exactly. So moving on to um, the latest rumours and updates on other transfers. So I'll go through the other transfers that are sort of in the process of finalising. The main one, Declan Rice's £105 million move to Arsenal has currently been stalled because they're still negotiating the payment structure. West Ham want as much money up front and as soon as possible, um, whereas Arsenal are a little bit more reluctant to, to get that. But it looks like that they're close to an agreement and then the signing should be completed or at least announced within the week. Uh, this is a massive deal for, for Arsenal. And I think, to be fair, Arteta's done an amazing job mm. in this transfer window. Um, Kai Havertz, obviously, the potential of, of taking on um, uh, Rice. Yeah. Um, who was the other one? They brought um, someone else in. Who's... No, no, at the moment, they've only confirmed... Havertz as a signing so far, but they were also in advanced talks with Ajax with uh, Jurian Timber. Uh, oh, defender. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, he's a pucker little defender as well. Um, yeah, I think they could potentially be a threat next season as well. And yeah, they're, they're coming from me, moves, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm normally the last person to praise Arsenal for anything, but <laughs> yeah, no, I've got to give it to them. That's from a neutral, from a neutral perspective, next season is going to be so wide open. It's going to be such an interesting watch. Speaking of Chelsea, so obviously mm-hmm. Mount is imminently moving to Manchester United. Yeah, um, he's having a medical as of today ahead of yeah. that sixty million pound move. So based on that medical, if you'd assume it would go through, mm-hmm. he's going to be a Manchester United player next season, um, which is gutting because Mason is obviously Chelsea boy from through come out up through the ranks. From a young, young age, and it's it's never nice to see a player go to a, another team, but especially a player with the potential of Mason Mount. Similarly, with Rice, uh, uh, speaking from a West Ham's point of view, um, mm. he's such a good player. He needs to be playing in the top and best leagues. Yeah, um, so yeah, the Champions League, namely. Same yeah. with Mount. He's such a good player. He needs to be competing at the top end, and with United being in the yeah. Champions League this season. Um, I agree with with obviously next year being the Euros again as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, I do agree with this move because from an England fan perspective, you you do want these players playing in the best possible leagues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But fair play to Meso. Um, yeah, I think he'll Stick, do well there. Sticking with United, um, mm-hmm. they have recently backed out of a contract agreement with David De Gea, um, who is now looking to be set to leave on a free. Um, um, they had originally agreed um, a contract extension with no price movement, so his wages mm-hmm. were going to stay the same. United have now backed out of that to try and negotiate a lesser wage for him, um, right. which he doesn't really want to agree with. And why would no, he? He's already agreed to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, and based on that, United, are their top target now is the Inter Milan keeper um, on an- Anana. Anana, is that how you say it? Oh, okay. Banana. Yeah. Um, so that that's their top target to replace the gear. Right. And the last the last update rumor, if you want to call it that, um, mm-hmm. that I've got to talk about is Bayern Munich are set to make a second bid for Harry Kane in the region of eighty million pounds plus add-ons. Now the original bid was sixty million pounds, which was rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've increased it to eighty. And there's rumours saying that Kane wants this move, which is, I think, quite surprising. Probably. I'm not surprised that he would want to pursue it because at the end of the day, he's not getting any younger and the guy still hasn't won a trophy, which well, is I, 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 insane. I know, I understand him wanting to leave, but 
to leave for, for a non-English side, considering he's so yeah, close to beating the goalscoring is, record. Yeah, there is. So, it, it is. It, it is a shame to see him leave the the prem, because I would have. I, I wouldn't have cared who he went to. I mean, I would have loved to have seen him at, at Chelsea, of mm. course. I'm actually very surprised United haven't gone for him. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought United would have been top, mm. to be honest, uh, of, of signing him. Um, you definitely needed to get out of, out of Tottenham, even if it's just a year, even if he's just sort of thinking, let me go to Bayern for a year. Let me get some silverware against my name. Yeah. And then I'll come back afresh to another team or maybe even back to Tottenham. That's that would be a dream scenario in my opinion, yeah. in my in my mind. Mm. Um because yeah. yeah, it would be a shame to see him outside of English football for too long, especially because you don't know what kind of knock on effect that's gonna have with the relationship between the boys when they go for international duty. Yeah. Although and, having and... said that, you have got the likes of Jude Bellingham who doesn't seem to skip a beat even though he was a big part of the German league. But even now he's gone to Real Madrid, isn't he? So exactly, yeah, he's still um, not got any any ideas coming back. But yeah, it'll be interesting. There's definitely yeah. there's definitely going to be a. I mean, like I say, that's just a rumor at the moment. That's not mm. that's not anything set in stone. There's no official yeah. saying that they have put an eighty million plus add-ons bid in. Um, mm. It's just a rumor that that's what they're lining up to do at some point this week. But yeah, that's that's all the football updates I've got for you, Joe. Um, I understand you've got a funny. Headline for us. I have. I've got our funny headline of the week. This is something that we will do at the end of every episode, just to uh, just to keep it nice and happy. So today's one: Mexico mayor marries alligator-like reptile, who he calls Princess Girl. Uh, Victor Hugo Sosa says during the wedding ceremony, "I accept the responsibility because we love each other. That is what is important." You can't have a marriage without love, and I yield to marriage with my princess girl. Oh um, I'm just having a look at some photos. It's not an alligator-like creature. It's just a baby alligator. So not only is he sort of marrying an alligator, he's decided to go for an underage alligator as well, <laughs> just to top it all off. Um yeah, I mean, good luck to Victor Hugo Sosa and his new bride. Um, but that I'm going to set my stall out earlier and say that is something that the Missing Intelligence podcast does not advocate for. Please do not marry your pets. My immediate that could thought, be though, was, <laughs> oh, maybe he really, really, really bought into the conspiracy that the hierarchy of the world are all reptiles <laughs> a lizard people he's like yeah. yeah i'm gonna marry you into the uh illuminati yeah maybe he thinks that's <laughs> like you know, pinterest beatrice or something <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but yeah that is my funny article of the day and yeah. on that note i think it's time for us to leave well, there you go episode number one benito done bosh completed mate Exciting times. Um, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone. Um, we had a lot of guinea pigs get into this stage in the podcast, even down to the creation of the name, um, the layout, um, and just for everybody's feedback on on some of the episodes that we may release a little bit further into the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd imagine, at least for this episode as well, a lot of the listeners that are going to are going to be probably our close friends and family. So thank you very, very much for listening. Mm. Um, and for everyone who may be passing this on to other people, thank you so much. We do encourage everyone who is listening to get involved with us. Comment on Twitter, message us on Twitter at Missing Intel. Really try and get involved. If there's any news that you want us to talk about, let us know. If there's any comments you have on anything we've spoken about, we will bring it up in future episodes. Um, please do get involved. Right, and on that note... Um, Thank you so much for listening to our first episode and we'll see you next week. Joe, you got anything? Any last words? No. You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter... You can slide into our DMs on Instagram, 
duet us on TikTok, poke us on Facebook, don't subscribe to us on YouTube, or um, uh, what do you do on Freds? I don't know. Um, like so maybe. So us on Freds is that a thing? I don't know. I'd... It's so new. So us on Freds. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the missing Intel pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today. Mm-hmm.